1: it's all waiting for you on the only beach that doubles
2: as a launch pad. Plan your adventure today at VisitspaceCoast.com. Yeah.
0: Another beautiful stroke.
2: Even four there from <laughs> Yadav. Dug out by
0: <laughs> well, listeners, the cricket season in Australia is just a distant memory, but already underway in England is an historic cricket season, with the UK set to host the World Cup and the Ashes back-to-back. Of course, you're listening to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast brought to you by News Corp and I'm your host, Andrew Mentzel. And in this episode of the podcast, I have a special guest who is over playing in the county championship for Glamorgan. He has played five tests for Australia. He made his debut in the UAE last year. He has a higher score of 81 and he has taken nine wickets at the average of 27.11. So joining me on the phone now from Glamorgan is Manus Lobeshane. Manus, how are you?
1: Very good, thank you. Very good. So uh
0: what's it like over in Glamorgan?
1: Mate, at the moment at the moment it's very cold. <laughs> it's been fairly fairly chilly the last few few weeks. There's been a couple of good days, but um um yeah, the last month's been fairly cold, single figured single figure days, so Got to get the hands warm for the catches. <laughs> yeah, they
0: sting in that weather, don't they?
1: Absolutely.
0: So, Marnus, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. I mean, you've had such a whirlwind year. You know, you played five test matches and batted at number three for Australia. Are you sort of able now to sort of sit back and take it all in?
1: Um, yeah, look, um, there hasn't been that much time really to sit back and take it all in. I mean, uh, the season finished back at home and I was pretty much straight over here. A week later, getting ready for the first championship game for Glamorgan. So, I mean, it's definitely been time to sit back and actually just take a step back and realise what what what's happened and how it's all all gone down. But you know, the nature of cricket is you're always looking forward, probably until you know the day that you retire or you, you finish up. You're always looking forward to the next game and and um, and what, what's your next challenge ahead of you ahead of you.
0: Yeah, right. You know, in preparing for this interview, I heard you on another podcast called History Makers, and the interview was maybe a couple of years old now, but it did talk about your faith, uh, your Christian faith, and also your sort of um, balance between having friends in cricket and having friends outside of cricket. You seem to have a, a very mature approach to the way you want to live your life.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah spot on. Um... Yeah, you know, I think it's very important to have friends in cricket, but I think it's very important to have them outside of cricket. Have to have friends outside of cricket, because I think sometimes, as cricketers, we get so consumed and invested in our careers and our and what we're doing, that sometimes you know it gets harder and harder to see the bigger picture. And um, having friends outside of of that sort of cricket arena really helps you sort of. Back and go. No, look, there's a lot more important stuff than um, there's a lot more worse things that could happen than nicking off for a duck.
0: Absolutely. And h- how important is your your Christian faith to you now?
1: Oh, look, it's everything. Um, you know, it, it's it's yeah the most important thing really in my life. You know, along with my wife and and my family and career. I think that's sort of the building block that I build my my life around. Um, like I said, the, the meaning of you know, the reason I play cricket is you know it's it, it's definitely a blessing from from God, and I think it's um, and that that's sort of that's the way I look at it at least, and um, yeah, so yeah no, it's very important.
0: It's interesting because one of the the findings from you know the review into Australian cricket last year was that you know there's this feeling that some cricketers get too much caught up in the cricket bubble and and uh, obviously your faith is able to give you a bit more of a broader experience,
1: yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, um, I mean, I can only speak for myself, but that's definitely, um, when, when there's so much going on, there's so much public scrutiny, I mean, it's been, it's amazing to have, you know, faith to to fall back on and go, look, what is actually the bigger picture here? Not just to get, you know, consumed by the here and now, but looking at the bigger picture.
0: Yeah, it's um a very good approach uh, in that interview i mentioned you you mentioned there's a you had a whatsapp group of basically christian cricketers that communicate with each other is that still going
1: on yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah that, that, that's going on and you know the guys post on there post some bible verses and different things during the year and you know when we're in the same country state you know we um yeah, you know, sometimes we try and catch up, so it's um yeah, it, it's really good.
0: Uh, do you ever talk about your Christianity with your, your Australian teammates?
1: Um yeah, definitely. Um look, I, they're very aware that that of my faith. Yeah, um, definitely some you know, opportunities during the year. Uh, p- probably more with Queensland. Uh, and a bit longer, and I've got like you know I've got to know the, the and the players a lot more. But with with Australia, there hasn't been an oval amount, but they definitely obviously know of my faith and uh, the only person really I've, I've I've spoken to about you know we've had some discussions about faith is me and Osmond um, because obviously we're probably a little bit closer from Queensland.
0: And he's a um, quite religious himself, so you must have a lot. Yeah interesting conversations
1: yeah definitely definitely uh we've we're both you know yeah, exactly so it's um yeah it's great it's great to, you know when you do get the opportunity to speak about your faith and and uh, oh, even just discussions and stuff like that it's great for, for you for you not just to learn about your own faith but other faiths as well
0: well um minus thanks for talking to me about that because um You know, it's obviously your faith is the personal thing, but I appreciate you discussing that with me. But look, let's get back into the cricket. Uh, Justin Langer said today on SEN that he doesn't think the Australian team could be in a better position heading over to the World Cup. And and I just wonder if in your time with the Australian team over summer, you you saw a sort of slow transformation of sort of confidence and team spirit building.
2: Yeah, um, look, I think... The confidence definitely um, improved as we went on and obviously the team got to know each other a bit more. But, and you know, from that UAE series where we we played decent cricket, but, you know, far from our best, to the Indian series where we played India against some pretty tough opposition. But there was definitely moments of players stepping up. Marcus Harris played very well during that series. And and then moving on to Sri Lanka um, where, you know, A lot of the batters sort of stepped up more, got got big runs on the board. Yeah, and moving forward from that, I think, gave us real confidence. And then moving into, um, yeah, the one-day series um, where we won back-to-back series um, against Pakistan and then India, all of a sudden it just sort of came together. And I think there's a lot of confidence in the team now and there's, there's a lot of depth. There's a lot of depth in the team. So that's very exciting.
0: Yeah, it sounds like there was a lot of work done behind the scenes to really get you guys gelling together in all formats.
2: Yeah, the work that JL put in and the work that, you know, the whole staff put in to try and get the team together and and working hard. I mean, we're a hard-working team off and on the field, so it's it's really... um, so that was a major part in, obviously, the success that, that, that we're having now and um, that, that I think is to come.
0: Well, I see you've um, been doing well for Glamorgan recently. You were, you helped Glamorgan chase down their highest ever 50-over score in a list day game. Yeah, I saw you were in partnership with uh, Joe Root's brother, Billy Root, there for a while. Can you get any tips from Billy about how to get his brother out?
2: <laughs> no well look we joke about it a lot but no he's um Billy's a fantastic player um he's had a good tournament as well, but you know it, it was great to you know be a part of that of that chase and help the team out and get us in a position to um, to chase down a big total like that you know we've um mean anyway, me and bill always joke about the you know the nip backer I think that that's, that's that's the one that you'll get him with but it's just how many runs is he on before you before you you nip it back into his pad, so... Yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's
0: like Ricky Ponting.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. How many times are you going to clip you before you get him? So, no, nah, look, that, that's another different question, but, yeah, a great bunch of guys here.
0: And, and what's it like, being for you going over there as an Australian Test player and, you know, the overseas pro? How have you coped with that pressure?
2: Yeah, it, it's definitely... It's, it's different. It's a different pressure, I think, it's great f- for players to experience it because it, it it's that there's just more of that, you know, you have to score runs, have to find a way. And I think sometimes when you're back at home, you can get caught up in technical stuff. We're here, it's like you're playing so many games back to back. You just need to find a way to contribute to the team, to help the team win. You know, so if you miss out with a bat, if you're a bowler, then helping out with a ball or in the field or doing something. But, you know, always trying to give back to the team and helping them to win the game, I think that's uh, that's my main focus. And obviously, you want to do that with your main skill. But we play a game that you f- that you fail more than you succeed. So you have to you have to be able to contribute uh, on days that you fail. Yeah.
0: And uh, w- what about the conditions in the fifty over game? There, what what sort of conditions do you think the Aussie World Cup team is going to face in the fifty over game?
2: Look, I think I think by the time the World Cup starts, our wicket's going to definitely flatten out a bit, and it, it can be a bit drier. I do think, obviously, early in the season because we, st- we 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 play the one day comp in April, the ball was nipping around earlier a bit, so and um, that definitely added a different dimension in the in the first ten overs. Instead of being sort of overly aggressive, sort of the teams that lost the least wickets in the first ten overs and and still ended up getting those big three hundred plus scores. But I think by the time the World Cup comes around, the wickets are definitely flattened out, maybe even a bit dry because there's a lot of cricket being played on them. So you
0: could see two spinners.
2: Yeah, de- definitely. I think spin's going to play a big part over here, and I think, yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting to see us try and defend our World Cup title.
0: Yeah. Will it be? Do you think it'll be a high-scoring World Cup?
2: Oh, 100%. 100%. I mean, j- just where the, where the game's gone in the last four years... I mean, even, you know, we talked about that game that we played. Morgan played against Sussex uh, two days ago, and uh, they got 340, and, and we chased it with eight balls to spare. And the game is just guys have got more shots now, I think. Guys have got more shots. They're, they're willing to take risks earlier in their innings. And and, and the difference is I think guys are just able, don't – don't think of hitting the ball in the gap as much. They think – well, I can just hit it over the guy's head. I think that 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 was the difference in our game. I think we ended up hitting eleven sixes, and they hit four or five. So um, that is a big difference. So I think I think it's going to be a very high high scoring World Cup, and I think it's going to be it's going to be tough. I think spinners are going to play a massive part. But yeah, look, it's going to be it's going to be great to watch.
0: Now, when I was researching for this interview, I did notice that you actually haven't played a lot of fifty over cricket for Queensland. I think prior to this royal london cup starting you would barely played 20 50 over games is, is that enough 50 over cricket for you
2: look you're yeah, spot on um, i think i played 19 before this uh, before i came here and four of those were four of those were for australia three yeah four of them were for australia so you know that th- that means for my state i've played 16 one day games and look you know, there's definitely a question. I, I definitely don't think that's enough. Coming over here, guys 22, 23 have played, you know, fifty one one-day games. So, you know, there's a big difference. And I think, yeah, and I mean, that's part of the reason you come over here. Obviously, there's a, there's a different challenge here as well because the conditions are a bit different as well in one-day cricket. But, you know, you're just trying to get more games under my belt, get out there, different situations, learning, yeah, making sure you're learning from each game, especially in 50 over cricket. I tend to bat in the middle overs, so, you know, I know my role. But, you know, you only you only get to know your role better by playing more and more cricket.
0: Yeah, and getting used to the situations. It's I think they're looking at the domestic one-day cup in Australia, spreading that out over the, the first half of next season rather than just in one block at the beginning, which I think will be better for players like you to get sort of more consistent practice.
2: Yeah, definitely. I think, I think look, I don't know how it will work out. But, yeah, I think they're trying to, from what I've heard, is split it into two blocks, so two separate blocks, which is good because, I mean, there's some players in your squad that you've signed for for just one-day cricket, really, and they're, they're probably not that close to playing uh, four-day cricket for you. But pretty much when it gets to November, their season's done for your state side, where now at least it gives them incentive to sort of you know keep pursuing that you know that opportunity
0: and as well if you get you know tear a hamstring or something then you miss the whole 50 over cricket for the summer
2: exactly exactly and i think that gives you opportunity to get to have guys that are fit at the back end and potentially picking guys that are in form and it gives guys probably opportunity to get to pick guys from club cricket and pick guys that are in form and go right out well this guy is in form you know he's got runs and there, there's more of the season that's gone past rather than you know at the start of the season you're pretty much picking you're picking your you know you're picking your team from practice games
0: that's right <laughs> what's the reception like being from the the English teammates and crowd to having an Aussie over there do you, do you get any sandpaper sledges or anything like
2: that oh there's definitely been a few there's definitely <laughs> been a few but um is part of it. I think, you know, it'd be remiss of any of the Australian team to think we're going to come over here and get a warm reception. But I mean, it's obviously different when you come as the overseas because you're effectively you're coming to help the club out, which when you're playing for Australia, you're coming to take the ashes off them or the World Cup. So it's that different. So definitely the home fans have been great. But yeah, there's been a few, there's been a few, you know, little sledges here and there, but that's part of the game. And I think... We need to prepare ourselves for that and make sure that we're um, you know ready to take that on as well.
0: Has the the comments sort of stayed in a good good natured sort of sledging, or have they sort of crossed over into the nasty stuff?
2: No, 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 no. It's all just been quite lighthearted banter. There's there's not been anything um, you know in depth or 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 crossing the line. So no, it's been great. And
0: I, I read you made a your century on debut for Glamorgan in the county game how important has been like actually batting on English wickets been for your technical game and getting used to the conditions there
2: oh look our aim as cricketers is to challenge ourselves as much in different conditions because the way we adapt otherwise we just get stuck in one way and I think over here is such a perfect example because you I've played on eight different wickets already this year so, you know, you're playing different grounds with different wickets, different slopes. You know, in the last game we played on a ground that had a downhill slope for run-up, so the wicket was on a slight angle. So, you know, that changes things. We played at Lords the game before, which the slope, obviously, the the slope coming in, so when the ball nips back, the balls nips further, or so. There's it, it, so many differences, and there's just small things you need to keep working on and changing to make sure that you're ahead of that. Yeah, so it, it is. It is great, and I think um, we start the next eight, the next eight champo games on Tuesday. So we have eight straight four-day games in a row. So that's a great opportunity as well to get out there and, 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 you know, put some runs on the board and get some wins for Glamorgan. Obviously, we we drew our first four-dayer and, you know, it's a good opportunity um, with bat and ball for me um, to just keep putting performances on the board.
0: Yeah, my understanding is that although you weren't picked in the Australia A side, that the the national selectors are, are looking at county runs in the same way as Australia A runs. Is that what you've been told?
2: Yeah, exactly. Um, no, you're spot on there. Um, so, so that's what we've been told, but obviously, you know, you, you, you always, you know, it's great, it's a great opportunity to be over here and get to play cricket, you know, where otherwise you, you just don't have that, you don't get to play that experience. And we get to play against some really good teams over here because, you know, obviously there was some full strength teams. I mean, we played Surrey the other day, uh, Surrey the other day with Mornay Morkel, Dean Elgar, there's so many players that, international players so it's a really good experience to challenge yourself uh, in different conditions against different teams and different attacks.
0: Have you faced uh, Stuart Broad or James Anderson yet?
2: No, we haven't played uh, Lancashire or not, I think. Um, No, so I haven't faced them. Um, No, the only ones yeah, just faced Mornay the other day, and oh, and Hampshire of Kyle Abbott. So they um, that they were quite a classy lineup too. Actually, they're probably favourites to win the comp.
0: They would have kept you on your toes. All right, before we continue, we're going to take a quick break. But before that, I just want to let you know that you can find me on social media on Twitter at Ameners, A-M-E-N-N-E-R-S, or you can find me on Instagram at Ameners Cricket. I also have my website, which is andrewmensel.com, which has all the other information. I also want to ask you, if you have time, please share this podcast with your cricket-loving friends. You know, share a link on social media, or just let your cricket-loving friends know about the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. After the break, we'll continue with Manus Lobeshain. Yeah,
1: Easy pickings, his first 50 for Australia, Manus Lobeshane, On his home ground too, it's been a good innings.
0: Welcome back to the Cricket Unfiltered podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Mentzel, and I have on the line Manus Lobeshain, Australian Test player who is playing for Glamorgan in the County Championship. And Manus, I just want to go back to the beginning when you presented your baggy green cap. Who gave you your baggy green?
2: Yeah, um, Michael Hussey presented me with my cap. Um, Legend. Legend.
0: Mr Cricket. Yeah,
2: Mr. Cricket, yeah, it was um it was really great actually. He was um he said some really good words and you know, some great advice about the game. It's all about dealing with pressure and um I think you hit the nail on the head. It's it's sometimes not as much as what's going on the field, but not getting distracted about what's what's off the field and um, you know, what's going on in the media and stuff like that and just keep trusting your skills. Yeah, so he said some great words and yeah, that you know, obviously that was a great experience. Obviously, to experience that with your family and friends and everyone.
0: And uh, how have you gone with the extra scrutiny in the media being an Australian player?
2: Oh, look, I de- you know, obviously, I definitely would say I've got definitely can improve, but you know, it's something that you just have to get used to. You have to get used to instead of you know only your good innings being there you know all your innings are there now if you miss out it, everyone knows about it if you score runs everyone knows about it so it's um it's good and bad but as players we just need to find a way to, to make sure that we're we're able to come back to the game 100% focus on the game and not bringing any of those things into the game
0: and are you the sort of person that like reads articles about him or, or stuff like that? I know like Steve Smith has often said he reads a lot about him. What, what about you? Do you steer away from it or do you read it?
2: Look, at different times I do different things. I mean, sometimes I, I do I do read a lot of articles on the cricket stuff, and and you know occasionally when stuff about me comes up I, I'll read that. But you know when when I was with the Australian team, I, I definitely steered away from it a little bit more. Just because, uh, you know, the scrutiny was obviously a little bit more higher and it was a little bit more intense. But you know that that's a part of the game. You have to you have to get you have to find a way to deal with that. You know, if that's reading everything or reading nothing or you know only reading the good stuff or reading the bad stuff. You know, some stages the people that are writing it don't don't know you as a person, don't know how you're going. So you know that's the, that's pretty much what you have to keep in mind.
0: <laughs> yeah, Josh Hazelwood was on. The podcast recently actually and uh, he said that he's not on social media at all and he, he you know he's not interested in joining the, the best he's going to get is um whatsapp he said what do you find with social media is it is it just a negative cesspit for cricketers
2: oh look i think it can be used in a really positive manner i mean instagram and and, and those things you know it can be really used in positive manner to communicate with friends and and different people around the world but yeah definitely it, it definitely opens you up as a player for more scrutiny because I don't think the public have ever been as close to a player than they are now I think people know pretty much everything about the player and they're, they're one Instagram comment or Facebook comment away from communicating with our player directly so I think th- that's a big difference in terms of how close the the public and the player are in reality so that, uh, that's you know that that's a different topic altogether but yeah that, that that's at least my thoughts is that it can be used for good but definitely there's some negative stuff that that, that come in there
0: now i've sort of got into in- instagram just in the last year or so and one thing i've noticed is that for example you might not post a lot on your instagram page but your lovely wife rebecca Will post a lot about what's going on in your career, and that's not just with you, but that's with I've noticed a lot of partners and wives of cricketers that they post a lot about their husband or or boyfriend, like Tim Payne's wife, Bonnie Payne. Like it, it's prolific. So if you just want to sort of see what's going on in a cricketer, just look on their partner's page.
2: Yeah, you know they're, they're such a big part of our lives, um, all our wives and the girlfriends, but obviously. You know that it's obviously an experience for them as well, but I think just shows how much they care about about us and and um, how much they you know we need their support as well. So it's it's great at least that they are you know there and, and able to to experience um, it all with us.
0: Yeah, I know, but I know when my wife wants to take a photo of me, I cringe. So I can imagine for a national cricketer, it's uh, maybe multiplied. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so you faced three different attacks when you played for Australia: Pakistan, India, then Sri Lanka. Which of the, those attacks was the most challenging to face?
2: Um. Well, facing facing India, obviously we played on a on a on a good wicket. We played a very good bowling attack, but on a very good wicket. Um, at the SCGs, and, uh, I mean, they were the number one bowling attack, I think, at that stage. So I think definitely. India was was the toughest, but um, I mean, Pakistan away in the UAE, you know, definitely posed some different threats. Obviously, they had some spin; they had a f- bit of unorthodox spin, and obviously, facing Yasser Shah on spinning wicket, you know, that's that's the that's the challenge.
0: Yeah, that must have been very difficult.
2: Yeah, but I, I would say probably India. India's definitely they were definitely well, they were the number one on the team when when we were playing, so. Um, yeah, they were obviously fairly tough to play.
0: Is is Boomer's action? Is it just hard to pick up the ball when he lets it go?
2: Oh, I wouldn't say it's hard to pick up. I mean, I think you pick it up. You just—it's an unusual run up and an action, so you just got to get yourself probably ready a little bit earlier because he does—he is he, quite slow into the crease, and then it's quite a snappy movement.
0: Okay. Well, I heard you volunteered for the number three spot. In the SCG test, why did you do that?
2: I don't know if I about, about volunteered. I definitely love batting at three; it's my preferred position. I bat there for Queensland, so I, I, I don't think there was too many questions. But it was just that the, the way the team was selected, I think you know it helped. You know, if I was batting at three for the team makeup, so it's um, it was a great opportunity, and you know, hopefully, one I'll get again.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, um, Ricky Ponting's been. Uh, got good raps on you so that's a pretty good endorsement from uh, one of the legends
2: yeah spot on I mean there's no it's always great getting a compliment from you know one of the greats so um, obviously I'll hold that pretty close but at the end of the day the only the only way is is performance you just got to keep putting runs on the board and I think if you do that you're going to find yourself um, playing for your country yeah
0: and uh, it's it's been noted that you and Justin Langer seem to really get on you and Justin Langer get on well. Why have you two sort of clicked? Um,
2: I think we're quite similar personalities in, in a way. I mean, um, I love cricket. You know, I love talking. I love training. I love yeah, you know, I love everything about about being a professional cricketer. Yeah, but look, I don't know. I don't, I don't like. I said, you know, we do get along great, and it's um. Yeah, you know, it was obviously great to spend a bit of time with the Australian team, and and hopefully spend a bit of more time this summer would be would be great.
0: Have you considered trying transcendental meditation like your coach?
2: <laughs> no, 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 But um, yeah, I know that's working for him, and um, yeah, it's obviously it's getting him. A good headspace for for everything that you know. Obviously, it's a it's a very stressful job being the Australian coach. You can only imagine, man. and 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 once you've imagined, I think. Yeah, add a little bit more onto it because it's, um, yeah, it's definitely a tough job.
0: I guess that's uh, why he needs the meditation. What what about um, the news overnight, actually? I don't know if it's filtered through, but the, the Duke's ball in England is being slightly altered for the Ashes. Have you noticed any differences between the Duke's ball in Australia and the Duke's ball you're playing over there?
2: That's a good question. So... Yeah, the the two balls we play with in Australia and in England are completely different balls, but that's always been like that. So we use, in Australia, we use the West Indian Duke ball, which is a bit harder. So we trialled the the English Duke uh, the first season of the Duke balls in Australia, and we found that they got really soft because our wickets are obviously harder. So the balls got really soft. They still swung, but the ball got soft. Um, so we tried the new Duke ball, and it's um, you know I think obviously if you watched any of the or, or followed any of the cricket towards the back end of last season, I mean we played two games at the Gabba where the top first inning score was 140, and you know the lowest scores was 80 and 70. So it's definitely added a different dimension. The West Indian Duke being a bit firmer, the ball swinging more and and swinging for longer. I mean, the ball we used back at home at the Gabba it swung for 80 overs, and then you get a new ball that's harder and swings for 80 overs again. So there's no let up.
0: But they're saying they're going to make the seam a bit bigger now on the Dukes' ball for the Ashes.
2: Well, so what's happened here right now, so they've changed the ball over here from last season, because last season in England, the ball just did too much. The ball did too much in County Cricket, and they've changed the ball um, and made the seam flatter. So the seam isn't as big now over here. And you could probably see that with you know, there's been more runs. Obviously the wickets have been a little bit flatter, but I think there's a lot of four day cricket to be played, so you'll hold your breath before you sort of make a judgment on that. But yeah. So the new Duke ball is um the seam is thinner. Like like just just not as high and from what I've heard, I was at a dinner the other day, um and Alistair Cook spoke at at this thing, and he was talking about this the ball being slightly um yeah, the seam being slightly thinner, like not as not as tall, and that he's definitely seen a difference between the two balls from playing last year and this year and the amount of sea movement and swing.
0: Well, I think uh, bad news minus for the Ashes, but I think they're going to go back to last year's ball with the higher seam just to uh make Jimmy Anderson a little bit more difficult to play.
2: Yeah. Well, apparently, I don't know if this a rumor, but it's actually also came from Alistair Cook is that, you know, apparently that I don't know if they have any of them left in terms of the old Duke balls.
0: I hope they don't.
2: Uh oh, look, either way, I think we're we're, we're in a good position. So not too much complaining. I think, like, like Justin has said, you know, the Australian cricket team's in a very good position with a lot of depth and a lot of different options. So you know, it's going to be an exciting summer.
0: I'm really confident about the Australian chances in the Ashes. I just think the the quicks coming together and James Pattinson roaring back to form, and you know, there's a swathe of batsmen now competing for those six spots. It it just seems like. The ashes is coming at a really good time for the team.
2: Agreed. No, you're spot on. Obviously, getting the likes of Smith and Dave back, it's um, you know, that adds another level of strength. And then yeah, on top of that, put some of the guys that performed over this summer. Um, it's going to be really, really good.
0: Well, I mean, if would you want to face an attack of Cummins, Stark, and Pattinson if you were a batsman? Probably not.
2: Well, funny you say that. Well, we had to face a very similar attack uh, against New South Wales this year. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Cummins star, Hazelwood line. (laughs) How'd you go? Uh, No, I got got some runs, but they're, they're, you know, they're one of the greatest bowling attacks um, at the moment. So if we can get them all fit and ready to go and throw Paddo in there and the likes of Sids and and guys like that, I think that's going to put us in a very good position.
0: And how's your bowling coming along?
2: Look, that's the other thing over here. You know, I've had... I've had a lot of opportunity with the ball and um, being able to bowl more and that's been great for me, just learning my craft with my bowling more and more. Um, we've obviously played only one four-day game and I, I, I bowled 44 overs. So so that was great. But, um, yeah, in the one-day comp I bowled, I bowled a lot as well. So just learning more and more about my bowling and, um, you know, that's all I can try and do at the moment, just keep learning and and uh, making sure i get you know my fields right and stuff like that so um no, it's going really well, and you know it's one of the other perks of of playing over here.
0: It's just such a important part of your game because you know in years past you always had the odd batsman who'd who'd roll the arm over for five or ten overs a day and give the other bowlers a spell. But we've seemed to have gone away from that. With batsmen a bit too precious now, don't want to bowl. So if you can have that ability to bowl, you know five ten overs a day, you're going to really stand out from the rest
2: spot on and I think you know even when I was a little kid I, I always wanted to I always wanted to be you know an all-rounder um, and I always wanted to make all three facets of the game but the thing you got to always remember is you got to make sure yeah you, your number one asset is is the one that you're taking care of and I think from scoring runs you know my bowling's always going to keep improving and, and going in that direction so it'll be um you know your job is just to keep putting rounds on the board and then the rest will take care of itself.
0: Absolutely. Well, my honest you have been so good with your time and chatting on the podcast. Thanks so much for coming on. It's been really interesting to talk to you about your game. Just while you're over in England, are you soaking up, you know, the English culture? Are you getting into like football and fish and chips? What's it like for you?
2: Oh, definitely. Look, you know, everyone loves their football over here, so I'm I'm into that at the moment as well a little bit. and. Yeah, you know, obviously football's a big thing in the warm up, so in the morning we play, you know, football before the game and, and and so that's a lot of fun and it's um it's great to sort of, you know, for that to be a part of it all. But yeah, it's um it's really good. It's um, you know, everyone over here, we've seen a little bit of Wales and a little bit of England so far. So, yeah, it's been really good.
0: And does the club look after you and your wife?
2: Yeah, yeah, the, oh, the club's been amazing so far, so it's um it's been really good.
0: Well, Manus, thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Best of luck with the you know the, you, all the county games you've got coming up, and you know possible Ashes selection. Uh, we'll be keeping an eye on it from Australia. So thanks for coming on the podcast.
2: Thank you very much. Enjoy the rest of your day.
0: Well, listeners, that's it for another episode of Cricket Unfiltered. If you have a moment, go and rate and review the show on whatever app you listen to the podcast on. Thank Thanks so much to Manus Lobeshane for coming on the podcast. I've been your host, Andrew Menzel. You've been listening to the News Corp Cricket Podcast, Cricket Unfiltered, and we'll be back soon with another show.